Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. A few 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit it, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Welcome to Horse Racing Northwest, Emerald Downs podcast, talking about horse racing at Emerald Downs and points away from us. Joe Withy and Vince Brune. Vince, say something. Save me. Good afternoon, Joe. Yeah, here we go. And we begin stakes action this week, racing on Wednesday and Thursday. Fantastic. Yeah, we've got a couple of stakes races on Thursday and uh, the NGC and the King County Express which we are ready for juveniles. We'll be talking about that. We have a couple guests today. We have Dana Halverson, president of the WTBOA, the annual summer sales not too far off. And of course, many questions regarding the sale, how it's going to be run this year. And Dana has some answers for us on that. Dana also, of course, worked very closely with Ralph Baca, the 47-year employee of the WTBOA general manager for several decades and Ralph of course passed a little more than a week ago at the age of 84 and Dana will have something to say there. Randy Golding's also going to join us as well the DRF correspondent based up in Vancouver BC but he does cover Emerald Downs races and you work pretty closely with Randy. Yeah interesting uh, Canadian presence is going to be felt yeah. strongly here this week in both of the Andrew C and the King County Express. Mostly people know it's hard for humans, people, to cross the borders right now, but horses are able to cross the border, and uh, we'll see a couple of pretty good Canadian invaders this week, Joe. That is great, yeah. Five o'clock post time on Thursday, the stakes races are seven and nine. The Philly race is first, and then the King County Express, the ninth race. But we have racing on Wednesday at 2 p.m. with a pick five carryover, 31 grand. Nobody hit the pick five last Thursday. So that is uh, handsome and juicy for pick five players here at Emerald Downs. That's a 50-cent pick five on races six through 10. There's some interesting races in there. So it's a challenging handicapping puzzle uh, to come up with. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that a little later today, too. 
How's the morning line going for you? Morning line is going fun. Uh, there's, you know, I've had the holes in a few of them. That's going to happen. Uh, really uh, bedeviled with uh, King County Express was mm-hmm. a real difficult uh, 12 horse field. You know, several first time starters, horses that have only raced once. You got a Canadian shipper. So, uh, yeah. And we start adding up those points in a 12 horse field, they go pretty fast. So I ended up with a seven to two morning line favorite. Joe, a horse you're familiar with, Seattle's Best Secret. And Randy will talk about great. Gasby, a horse who was all the rage before his debut a couple weeks ago at Hastings in the uh, Philly, uh, who beat uh, him. Another sunny day will be in the Angie C. So that'll be really interesting. That's right. Uh, that's the Philly that beat Great Gasby, who was one to two in his career debut July 14th. And the Philly, another sunny day, made her debut in the same race, and she won that by six lengths against the boys. She's in the Angie C. Great Gasby. Wow. Canadians, uh, they could take some money this week from us. So, uh, yes, let us uh, talk a little bit about last week. The first race on Thursday provided a milestone for one of our all-time top jockeys. And run for home and gazing, trying to take them all the way. But Semi-Sweets found a late stride now. A furlong away, Semi-Sweet comes charging through at the inside. Gazing fights back. On the outside, racing third is Little Dancer, but Semi-Sweet will prevail. That was Juan Gutierrez winning aboard Semi-Sweet in the first race on Thursday. Vince, career win number 2,000 for Juan. Yeah, and it was uh, very stylishly done going last to first, saving Mm -hmm. ground all the way on Semi-Sweet for owner Quinn Chin, trainer Manny Ortiz. Juan uh, came right back and won races two and three, including a nice win on Daffodil Sweet, a very promising uh, Minister's Wildcat filly in the allowance feature that day. Yeah, she won by seven lengths after winning by wide open lengths in her debut. Trainer Chris Stensley and uh, Jody Peets and Steve Shimizu, owners of Daffodil Sweet. Wow, what a promising horse she is. And so we'll be hearing more from her, I'm sure. She is, uh, is she a Calbred? I know she's an out-of-state bred. Yeah, and uh, she is nominated to the Coca-Cola Stakes, which is next week, which will be Thursday, August 6th. And uh, yeah, she is uh, looking like she'll be any kind of a price in that one, Joe. After uh, the money showed, she went 17 to 1 in her debut and then down to 3 to 5 in her second start. And she absolutely crushed a pretty good field of horses there. So yeah. you know, watching her come down the lane, Joe, she really had the look of a really good horse there. Yeah. Boy, did she quicken yeah, when she asked. really did. And, and that she was, responds to the rider each yeah. time. And when he asks, she goes. Yeah, she was, you're right. She was extremely impressive, that final 316ths. So uh, congratulations to Juan. Some of the other Emerald Downs regular riders. Regular is a little bit... Uh, of a vague term, but they had to ride here at least more uh, more than one season. Galen Mitchell, Gary Bays, Ricky Frazier, Frank Gonsalves, Leslie Mowing, Vicky Bays, Pedro Alvarado, Seth Martinez, and now Juan Gutierrez have all won uh, over 2,000 wins in their career. And, of course, some of them, uh, I know Gary Bays and Ricky Frazier are well over 3,000. So congratulations to Juan for joining that elusive cl- or that uh that nice club, uh, uh, exclusive, is that was what I was trying to say, not elusive. You know, we mentioned before, Joe, uh, Juan does most of his riding here. He doesn't mm-hmm. really go to other venues in the winter, so 2,000 wins is, is an exceptional accomplishment. 
Okay, you know, we are going to get Randy Golding on presently on our podcast, Horse Racing Northwest. And as uh, advertised, we're going to talk a little bit about those two-year-old stakes races on Thursday. First stakes of the season here at Emerald Downs. We'll be right back with Randy Golding. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited, national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest, we try and do a new show every Tuesday. We've been pretty consistent of that because uh, marketing director and uh, director of TV, Wes Petrie, he stays on us and makes sure we are on time. So we've got our first guest on this show, and it's Randy Golding of the Daily Racing Forum via Vancouver, B.C., a good friend of Emerald Downs Racing as well. Randy, good, uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Joe, and you too, Vince. Great to be on your show. You guys do a fantastic job. Hey, thank you, Randy. Geez, you are too kind. But uh, we like talking racing. So do you. And, man, uh, it's looking like some Hastings connections have a good chance in both of our stakes races here on Thursday, our first two stakes of the meeting. Uh, And you've seen both these horses run. Uh, Let's talk about both of them. The Angie C is our seventh race. And that first out winner, another sunny day, beat the boys up at Hastings a few weeks ago. Yeah, she did very impressively. She broke, uh, you know, broke like a rocket and then just cruised to a six and a quarter length victory. Really good time. And she came back with a really nice work. I don't know if you looked at the July 21st work. Uh, she broke off from the half mile pole. And what that means at Hastings, it's only a five foot on track. It was, it was, she's, this, she's going around like almost three turns because the second... Mm. But the wire is straight, and then she has to go around another turn to make it 5H, go another eight round. So she went out in like uh, 12 seconds around that final turn after going like 49 and 2 and out 101 and 2. So very impressive work. So I don't think she's not, I don't think she's going to have any problem, you know, going five and a half furlongs. And uh, just a very impressive uh, debut, nice work after, you know, good connections, lots to like. Yeah, Blaine Wright has her down here, uh, trained by Keith Peterson up there. Juan Gutierrez aboard. Uh, yeah, we saw that race because we'll talk about him, Vince. Uh, Great Gasby was a big favorite in his career debut, which was the same race. Right. I kind of said, Joe, let's go over to the TV room, yeah. and there's this highly touted two-year-old called Great Gasby. I think I call it Gatsby at that time, but he's Great Gasby. And uh, he, you know, he ran okay, but the real eye-catcher was another Sunny Day who I think went off at five to one in that race. And she uh, was extremely impressive in those who follow buyer speed figures, the two-year-olds this year, they've been, numbers have been really low around the North America. So her getting a 70 is probably, you know, when I did the morning line, it just made it kind of obvious that she is going to be any kind of price. Don't you agree, Randy? 
Yeah, I think, yeah, she's got to be tough in that race. Her buyers stand out. I mean, I, I don't get that excited about three and a half furlong buyers because, mm-hmm. you know, they seem to be a bit inflated. I don't know why. It just seems that way. But the way she did it, the way she came back and worked, yeah, it all adds up to being her, to her being pretty tough. But I will say this. If, if Great Gatsby had broke with her, and he, you know, he hopped at the start. I don't know if you, if you get a clear view of that, but it was not a good start. He's a bit fractious at the gate. I don't think she would have warmed him up. Hmm. Really? He he's been he was the most impressive two year old I've seen here in a long time this spring. Uh, his work out of the gate, that thirty five and one out of the gate, it was just loping. He wasn't even trying. And um, you know, he's a half brother to mischievous Alex, mischievous Alex. Yeah. Pretty darn nice horse. But honestly, this has been the most impressive horse I've seen at Hastings this year. And uh, if, if he goes, if he's nine to two, I'll be, I'll be letting, opening up the wallet a little bit, say the least. Fair enough. Okay, great, Gasby. Another sunny. I see another sunny day is bred by uh, Elton Gunther. Is that a relation to John Gunther? Not that I'm aware. Of. Okay, I, you know, I, not that I'm aware. Of. Okay, I, mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't make that connection. Because John Gunther, of course, the breeder of Justify, yeah. lives uh, right up there yeah. near the border. Yeah. Okay, another yeah, sunny he's, day. Yeah, he's the border. Yeah. Well, she was so impressive, and she came back with a nice work as well. Uh, she popped the gate going three and a half, beat the boys. And Vince, as he mentioned, uh, and, and you don't uh, have anything to do with the buyer speed figures from Hastings, Randy, no, I think, you know who I think does it? Uh, oh, my God, my memory's going by. It used to be the daily racing form correspondent for Emerald. Yeah, Nick and Russo would, does them. Okay. Yeah, and he also yeah, does Russo, the Emerald yeah. Downs ones. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But, but you know, so Randy... He does a good job. He's very serious about it, does a really good job. You know, you mentioned the Great Gatsby at 9-2. to two. It's interesting, King County Express, though, because we do have a 12-horse field, and a lot of these are eligible to improve on their second out, and... A barn Joe's familiar with uh, Seattle's best secret, Steve Bullock. Um, that horse, too, was extremely impressive, I thought, in his debut. Made no mistakes and, and basically uh, looked at it like he did it pretty easy, and he came back to work pretty nicely, too, five furlongs. So I think uh, Gasby uh, will have a challenge on uh, on Thursday. So Yeah, well, I, yeah I, that definitely. I mean, I, it's, it's a horse race, but I, from what I've seen of him, like I say, I would take nine to two in a minute. Right now, I mean, and he probably will be. Like you say, it's a twelve-horse field. He's coming from Hastings. Uh, he worked okay the other day. They didn't. They didn't really ask him for anything. The forty-nine and four. It was just like a breeze. He was pretty antsy before the work. He was kind of geared up a little bit. And uh, Glenn said, "Yeah, he's a bit sharp right now." And so they gave him a little breeze. They shipped down today, so you know he has to ship and all that. But but still, the the uh, his action was like I say when I saw him in the, his work. And I mean, if you watch the race, they, he, once he got left, they didn't really push him and then the stretch he learned a bit he went you know weave kind of between horses and and without you know like i say he wasn't being asked too hard down the lane because he wasn't going to catch the horse he got up in time to get second but uh anyway yeah no it's a no question about it too Chow's best secret very very nice win first time out and and uh yeah it should, it should be a good race as we speak right now, Randy, they're ra- running at Hastings right now on Mondays and Tuesdays. It seems like uh, our neighbor to the north, you guys have gotten off to a pretty decent start up there. I would not say that. And I think they made a mistake. Yeah, I think they made a big mistake by not following your guys' lead. You guys are, made the right move. Mondays, Tuesdays seemed like the way to go, but then there was about 20 tracks running, it seemed. 
and so you guys made the right smart move to move to Wednesday and Thursday, and it's really paid off well. Your handle is spectacular. Ours has been not so good, and we are changing. We are switching next week, and we're going to run Sunday. Today is the last Tuesday. We're going to move to Sunday at 4.30 and Thursday at 4.30. And I think we might have been okay here. Like we actually moved the post time from 1.15 to 2.30. I think if they had gone to 4.30 post on Monday and Tuesday, it might have been better. But now the handle's been weak. Um, just too many tracks going at the same time. And, you know, you like to get on TVG. It's hard for us being Canadian track. Uh, and we can't because they have contracts with all these other American tracks that are running. So we're not getting that exposure. Uh, but... But anyway, the racing's been great, yeah, but the handle has. hasn't. Yeah, racing's been really good. So, okay, maybe that'll help th- Sunday and Thursday for Hastings upcoming. And, Randy, you've been up there a while, and you've even been involved in clocking. So, uh, Vince, I think those are strong words from Randy on Great Gatsby and and yeah. his possible ability. You, how long you been up there uh, watching uh, activity in the morning, Randy? <laughs> a long time. Yeah. You haven't... Uh, you and well, Dan... You and Dan go back yeah. to the late 70s together, I think, don't you? Well, Dan came a little bit later than I did. I, I came up here in 1976. Okay. I was uh, I was in Southern California at the time. I came up here in 1976, and my first job was with the racing forum. Uh, for, we worked in the uh, office here for four years. Before they closed down the office, the technology changed everything, you know. And uh, so we, we were left with one person. That was Rick Cernacy. And then when he left, I ended up getting the job, which is a real blessing because it's a wonderful job. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, but I, uh, I've been involved ever since in different, you know, as a racing secretary here for a few years and been around clocks for a long time. And so I've had lots of jobs here, been a long time, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't get a chance to beat me on the golf course this year. It sounds like, uh, we've been playing. No, the- it's very, <laughs> and I'm playing really well. I, 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 oh, I think, you know, I had my yeah, shoulder yeah, replaced yeah. in December, complete replacement, but I'm playing better than ever after. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Replace shoulder. So a good thing. And, well, uh, I'm glad you're telling me stuff like that because I'm going to get more strokes <laughs> next time we meet. But uh, yeah, we yeah. played the Canadian golfers. Uh, gosh, it goes back. I think we, we played them in 96 up there at, uh, um, Loomis Trail, and uh, it's been many years consecutively. Oh, and Randy's yeah. beat me about three years in a row now. So, uh, yeah, right. Uh, I've, I've heard some stories nope. about yeah. some dubious handicaps, though, in that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can't blame my losses. Well, not me and Joe are pretty much even. So, you know, I just, it's just I beat him the last three I days. We were. Last three years because, because, uh, I thought we were and it was even. close. It wasn't like I killed him or anything. Last year, like that, uh, but... last year I was horrible. Okay, Randy, but... <laughs> good stuff, boy. Uh, Hastings, uh, a chance to get some money from uh, Washington this Thursday in the Angie C and also in the King County Express. And uh, uh, yeah, those horses coming out of the same race, another sunny day and great Gasby. So uh, thanks for your insight there. It sounds like uh, you like Vince's morning line of nine to two on great Gasby. You're, you're going to the windows, which is legal to everybody. Uh, Randy Golden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Work. Yeah, I picked I picked them in the paper. So okay, there you, <laughs> you go. Know, and, and I just want to say thank you guys. Uh, I just want to say to everybody, these Vince and uh, Joe are the, the two of the best because every time I come down there, they couldn't be any nicer to me, and I really appreciate it. I don't oh, thank know. Thank you. I, I don't know why we are, but we are. So, <laughs> Randy. Oh wait, one more th- question <laughs> okay, for Randy. Sure. Hey, what do you think of Seattle? You know, the hockey, of course, is big in uh, Canada and in <laughs> Vancouver with the Canucks. Now we've got the Kraken. I don't like that name. What do you think? The Kraken? Is that what they're called? <laughs> they are what? calling them the Kraken, K-R-A-K-E-N. It's official. Okay. 
Yeah, that's official. I yeah, I'm not so. That doesn't sound like a great name, but I don't. Li- I don't like the Canucks name either. So <laughs> there you go. But uh, well, that'll be fun. I think it'll be fun to have a. You know, it would be a good rivalry. Uh, yes, it will. And with the with the way the rules they change the you know expansion rules, you guys would probably be pretty good right away. That's correct. Vegas a couple of years ago made it to Stanley Cup Finals in their first season. So and the and the <laughs> expansion right. rules are going to be the same for Seattle, the expansion draft. So have a chance to be yeah. good fast. And hopefully we'll get to, get to be able to come down and see you. You bet. Or, and vice versa. You guys talk talking exactly. much in the past? A little bit, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. So. Vince is uh, quite the uh, hockey uh, uh, follower and historian mm-hmm. and handicapper and all that. Vince is strong on hockey, yeah. in case you didn't know. And I was a big, growing up in Southern California, I was a big Kings fan, Marcel, okay. Marcel Dion and them. and uh, So, yeah. Randy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. You okay. guys take care and good luck down there. Talk to you soon. Randy Golding right, of the Daily Racing Forum joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, Emerald Downs Racing on Wednesday and Thursday once again. And as uh, Randy Golding said, our handle has been fantastic. Uh, Yeah, again, as we said last week and maybe a few times, Vince, uh, and, uh, excuse me, Phil Ziegler and Jack Hodge, uh, they studied that. They had some time to study things and watch other tracks, and our placement has certainly really worked out well so far. Yeah, I think well, last week, another 1.6, I think 2.1 was it on Thursday, yeah. so very good, yeah. Okay, uh, let's do our trivia. We're going to have uh, Dana Halverson of the WTBOA joining us as well. Last week's question was... Um, Juan Gutierrez is uh, closing in on the all-time Emerald Downs record. Galen Mitchell has 1,419 wins at this track. And Galen Mitchell took over the career lead at Emerald Downs in 2002. Who did he pass to become number one at this track? And we did get a couple of responses. They weren't correct, so no... uh, Winner last week in trivia. By the way, you can send your responses into trivia at emeralddowns.com. Trivia at emeralddowns.com. Did you know that answer? Did we talk about that one? I don't think we did. I mean, I would have guessed Ricky Frazier. No, it was Frank Gonsalves, Uh who was our leading rider in 1997 and had several good seasons here. And he did retire before in the late 2000s. But Frank is one of those Emerald Downs uh, regular jockeys that has won over 2,000 races, and he was our all-time leading rider when Galen Mitchell passed him in 02. And Galen Mitchell, of course, uh, went all the way up to, he rode just a few races in 2017, as I remember, but uh, he had the great career, and Juan is uh, closing in on well, him. I think it's about 31 away yeah. now. And Some, yeah, so uh, it may not happen this year, but certainly next year. You know, it's it's getting there. So our this week's question is which two-year-old has the highest earnings in Emerald Downs history for races just here at Emerald Downs? Emerald Downs two-year-old success, highest earnings for a juvenile in Emerald Downs history. 
That is our question. It's one horse, one answer at trivia at emeralddowns.com. Let's stop for just a second, very shortly, and come back with Dana Halverson, president of the WTBOA. Right back. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in a state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest, and let's have a second guest on the show today, Vince. Uh, Dana Halverson, president of the WTBOA. Dana, I think, is originally from Spokane, played a lot of high-level baseball, including at the UW in his athletic career, and uh, he has been a thoroughbred breeder, bloodstock agent, brought a lot of nice horses to the Northwest, and he has been with the WTBOA uh, for quite some years as well, even though he looks always perennially young. And Dana is joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Dana, good afternoon. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I need, needed some compliments every so often. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> At least, lies or not. <laughs> super job. And, uh, yeah, I think you've enjoyed it. Your trips to Kentucky and enhancing Washington racing. Uh uh, just a couple things. I know you helped get Cahill Road here, as well as uh, getting Dr. Orr into the game. And Dr. Rodney Orr has had so much success with uh, his Washington bred Chandra Smiles, and just to name a couple uh, of so many. But uh, we're talking sale, uh, the horses for the future. There's some yearlings, and it looks like the number of yearlings is up. Give us the particulars on the sale this year. Well, it's uh, going to be August 18th. That that is uh, Tuesday, and it starts at two o'clock. So that that part is uh, is concrete at this moment, anyway. And uh, we're hoping uh, that we get the uh, last uh, approval that we need from the Department of Agriculture. It, it looks pretty p- promising. Uh, this, the the uh, logistics of the sale are uh, are still a little bit uh, questionable at this point in time because we really don't know what sure. what. Uh, what the the government's going to say to us, but we uh, since it's at Emerald Downs and, and Emerald Downs has still been been allowed to operate and all those kind of things, uh, we expect it to go on. And you know we're gonna we're gonna do as much much as we can to make it safe and uh, and uh, accessible to as many people as we can. And so the the secret uh, of course is is the uh, you know the the health. The health recommendations are going to be paramount, which means everyone's going to be required to have a mask, and we will we will supply masks if they're uh, if people don't have them, and you know the social distancing part is is obviously essential, and we're we're going to have uh, uh, you know multiple Santa cans set up that uh, will be safe with uh, uh, solution for cleaning your hands and things like that. Uh, 
So we're we're going to do what we can to make it as appealing as we can. We we always have nice horses. Our people uh, have done a great job in the past, and this is really one of the best catalogs I think we've had in in probably twenty years. We've got one hundred and twenty seven yearlings cataloged and thirteen mares, and even the mares, uh, even though it's a little early for people to buy mares, there's three mares in full to Smiling Tiger and some really nice pedigrees in in those mares as well. So. We're looking forward to to uh, doing the best we can under the circumstances and give give these yearlings a chance to uh, uh, become good two-year-olds at Emerald Downs and other places uh, by next year. So uh, we've already had some good good uh, comments from people about what what is going to happen, and and there uh, we've got some people coming coming up from California to look at the horses, and and I think you know I think they're going to be pleased to see what we have to offer. So. We're looking forward to it, and uh, if anything changes, uh, we will, of course, pass that out as quick as possible. Sure. We've got we've got uh, the sales catalogs are out now, and uh, if those of you who have seen those will, uh, I'm sure, recognize that it's a really nice catalog and a lot of really good sires represented. Uh, we have a lot of Kentucky sires represented, California sires, as well as our local sires, and. Uh, just a lot of really nice pedigrees. So we're looking forward to really a good sale. Well, that's great. Yeah, the number of yearlings is up from recent years. Uh, it sounds like the quality is up as well. Tuesday, August 18th at 2 p.m. at the WTBOA Pavilion right there on the on Ron Crockett Drive, just north of the racetrack. Right. So uh, that's great that you're you're planning on that. I, yeah, as you mentioned, the state... Uh, uh, regulations from the governor's office uh, are ever changing, so keep keep posted. But a uh, plan is going away for Tuesday, August fifteenth, for the sale. Um, and the yep. preview yeah, time. Joe, one of the one of the other things, Joe, I might might mention to you that that is something new this year is we are uh, we are able to uh, to do things on the internet and bidding on the internet. Okay. And so, so what we're going to do is uh, we've recommended to all our consigners to do videos, uh, standing videos, as well as walking videos of, of uh, the horses that are entered. And so that's going to be up on our sales, on our uh, uh, WTOBA site uh, in probably the, I think the 5th of August, those are due. Okay. And so that'll be, that'll be up for pretty much everybody. And then we'll also, uh, we, you're actually able to uh, uh, see these horses in action uh, you know, on, on the internet. And this is a, a company named, uh, or a company that is, that you can make reservations with as far as, uh, uh, credit applications and things like that. And, uh, it's, it's been tested a little bit with, uh, it's, this company is called proxy bid and, uh, you can make, uh, arrangements to, for credit applications to those people and it'll be just like you're there. So, uh, it's another way of doing something if you can't get to the sales grounds. And we will have uh, the, the sales pavilion. Uh, we're planning on operating in there, but we're going to do it as social distancing. And so we'll have certain uh, sections that are separated and those kind of things at this moment. But we're still doing a lot of things uh, as far as getting ready. So uh, as they say, we're going to make it as safe as possible and and uh, hopefully enjoyable and give everybody a chance to uh, uh, buy a horse or two that they really like. So 
So that's kind of the plan. Yep. Yeah, indeed. And uh, an important time is the preview time, the days leading up to Tuesday, August 18th. Is that situation uh, pretty much as uh, in the past? Uh, I think it's it, it. It just depends on how many people they let to the let on the backside, and that's okay. something we don't know for sure. But the plan is to operate uh, uh, pretty much normal, and that will be uh, uh, you know people will be checked at the at the gate. Uh, it's the uh, northwest gate there, mm-hmm. and that they'll be checked uh, for temperature and asked a few questions, things like that. And then I could say we'll have masks available if you don't have one uh but uh you know i think that's those are things that are appropriate and uh uh we'll have all our people that are operating in the sales sales itself out in the the barns will be uh wearing masks that are showing horses and things like that and but we're going to separate it enough that people have a chance to see the horses uh and you know we're we're planning on doing a lot of similar things we've always done uh, if you can't get there or if you can't, uh, if you don't feel comfortable coming out to something like that, you know, like I say, you can take a look at those on proxy bid and, uh, we'll have pictures available and walking videos available for people that, uh, uh, want to do that prior to, to showing up for the sale. Fine, fine. Yeah. And the catalog, the hardcover catalog is out. You can also go online, of course, and look at the catalog as well. So coming up Tuesday, August 18th, just uh, three weeks away, the 2020 WTBOA sale. So great luck with that. Yeah, you can hear in your voice that you're very excited about this year's catalog, which is fantastic. It's it's, it's very strong. I mean, we've got you know all these horses that are uh, you know, sires that are representative represented. Uh, you know, just just going through a little list of these things of the Kentucky horses. Awesome again, Commissioner, uh, Cupid, uh, Daredevil, who's got the best three-year-old and the three-year-old filly in the country right now. Uh, Exaggerator, Flat Out, Golden Sense, Lord Nelson, mm-hmm. Midshipman, who was who was a sales topper last year at one hundred and twenty thousand. Midnight Storm, Shaman Ghost, Temple City. Wildcat Red, Tapature, Orb, Upstart, wow. Mishawish, and Overanalyze. Those are the ones that are the, the Kentucky horses. Yeah, and that's that's not counting not counting the Smiling Tigers and the Grayson's and the Stanfords and Stay Thirsties, Ministers Wildcat, Danzing Candy. These are the, those are the California horses, and uh, and of course we got local horses that that are always really strong from Attaboy Roy, Coast, Coast Guard, Abrage, uh, Harbor the Gold. Pontiff his first crop, and Raise the Secret has his first crop of uh, yearlings as well. So we're uh, <laughs> we're looking forward. We even have a run happy in this sale. So wow, no about kidding, that. no kidding. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we've heard his name a few times over the yeah, last uh, twelve months. He's done a he's done a uh, mattress. Mac has done a great job of promoting this horse. And, I should say and, so. Yeah, he's got run happy everything. <laughs> yeah, so. Dana Helverson, president of the WTBOA. Dana, before we let you go, yeah. Uh, Ralph Acca was such an important part of this uh, industry for over 40 years, and he was uh, general manager of the WTBOA. Well, you were a breeder, bloodstock agent, and uh, and a board member. Uh, you must have a story about Ralph or two. Yeah, it's, it was uh, very sad to hear uh, this last week that he passed away, and he was 80, 84 years old, but, uh, uh, you know, a, a vibrant person. He actually was kind of instrumental in getting me interested in the breeding business and everything else. And, and, 
Ralph and uh, and Joe Laduca were going back to Kentucky to take groups of Washington people back there when we were looking at, at the November sale for buying broodmares. And, and uh, so I contacted Ralph at his office there, and he was more than gracious to uh, look after me a little bit back there and mm. showed me the ropes, and uh, including, you know, all these places he'd been to and worked for back in Kentucky at Claiborne Farm and other places like that. And those were the time frames where, where Secretariat was alive and Najinsky was was there and things like that. And now there was a group of about a half a dozen of us that were there at Claiborne Farm, I'll never forget, and, uh, and uh, Jim Eagle, who was turned out to be a really good breeder and things like that, also was in our little group. And and uh, I'll never forget, the, there was a group of of uh, a busload from Japan that came over and they were in love with Najinsky and they, they, so they brought him out and the guy was holding him there. And, and, uh, the one guy, he, he goes and grabs a piece of, of, uh, the, uh, uh, of the hair out of, out of Najinsky's, uh, mane. And the guy, Jeez. the guy was holding him with just about had a coronary because right. Najinsky was one of the toughest horses back there. Oh, and, boy. and he, he could savage anybody, but he didn't move. And, and it huh. was just, it was, it was hilarious to watch it. But we, 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 we the poor guy was just, a, you know, the, the groom there was just uh, yeah. like amazed, I bet. but also Jim Eagle at the time got a, uh, round table was still there and he was, he was retired, but he'd still, they would show him and, and Jim got a piece of, uh, of his mane for, Jeez. for a souvenir. Wow. <laughs> so, so it was, it was funny deals, but Ralph was just great. He took us to all kinds of different places. Uh, we, uh, at that time they used to have Sunday parties, uh, at the, at farms because they had a no alcohol, they couldn't sell alcohol on Sundays in Kentucky at the time. They had a blue law against that. And so Ralph got us invited to uh, uh, Stan Petter's place. It was Hurricane Studs called at the time. And and they couldn't have been nicer to us. I mean, it was it was things that, you know, you'd expect that we wouldn't be invited to. But Ralph was so well-respected back there that uh, he was able to, to take care of his Washington people and, and really, you know, get – get us involved in the business and and he was always in demand i mean that was the thing about ralph i mean he was every time a a job would come up as a general manager of the california breeders association or the or a job in kentucky they would call him first he was he was really well respected in the business and uh in demand and but he wanted to he wanted to remain in washington he would he loved it there and and uh he basically built the place i mean he uh, at one time, we had nine employees who were working for the breeders organization, and and he was our ambassador to the racetracks and all those places all the way from the 1960s on. Yeah, and and a tremendous uh, tremendous guy. We we became really close friends, and you know he had a great family. And uh, I watched his his two youngest kids grow up, and now they're both uh, uh, old guys <laughs> in their twenties, <laughs> late twenties, you know. And stuff and I think they might even be old. They might even they be might older even, than that. They, I think they, they might are. even be in their thirties. That's sure probably true. Yeah. Time sure flies. But yeah, no, he 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 was a wonderful guy, and and he was always always helpful after he retired uh, to Ann as as the general manager there, and any advice. And Sue was, you know, Sue just adored him as well. And uh, in oh. fact, he 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 talked to Sue a couple of days before he passed away, and and uh, you know. Uh, donated a lot of his memorabilia to our library there and 
And so mm-hmm. his one daughter, Dion, is going to uh, look after that for him. And uh, it was just something he was thinking about other people, even when he he knew he was he didn't have many days left. So uh, it, we we're all going to miss him, and we uh, appreciate the fact that he was uh, a wonderful addition to our uh, our state and and also mainly to the thoroughbred industry. A tremendous person. Yeah, well known all around North America as uh, general manager ambassador to the sport, uh, Ralph yeah. Vaca. Uh, passing at age 84 just a little more than a week ago dana thank you so much for joining us and uh, again the sale coming up tuesday august 18th at 2 p.m wtboa pavilion and study your catalogs that's right it's a good one dana thank you very much thank thank you joe appreciate it thank you dana helmerson president of the wtboa so some good info on the sale sounds like a really good one this year vince it does, yeah, and it's encouraging that we're not only going to go on with the sale, but it's going to be, wow, I was pleasantly surprised with 127 yearlings, it yeah. sounds like, in the catalog, and 13 broodmares, very solid. Yeah, it's been just a little over 100, I believe, yearlings last couple few seasons, so that is outstanding, and you heard those list of sires. We'll be back with our final segment here on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Thanks for hanging in with us on Horse Racing Northwest. A little longer show than normal, but good info from Randy Golding of the DRF and Dana Halverson of the WTBOA. Uh, Harbor the Gold's about ready to tie and probably overtake Sloodle Dew as the all-time leading sire in Emerald Downs history. Sloodle Dew, the son of Seattle Slough, 412 races won. Uh, of course, it's been several years since he's had a winner, but what a run he had. And Harbor the Gold is just two behind now, Vince, after 11 wins at this meeting. Now, and, and one he didn't have at this meeting, but in California, uh, of course, by the name of Top Harbor, who is out of Reba's Tops, yes. the 2009 Washington Horse of the Year, uh, won the Everett Steve Nevin at Pleasanton last week and did it dramatically coming from far back. So Way back, yeah. That horse is now two for two. So uh, congratulations, Harbor the Gold, stamping himself not only in Washington, but on the West Coast. Yeah, Top Harbor, of course, owned by Gordy Jarnig, uh, uh, Eric Schweiger, and Kenny Marshall, who campaigned Reba's Tops. What a claim they made there. So Top Harbor, a Harbor the Gold Calbred, two for two, and it's 412 to 410 right now. Sloodle Dew over Harbor the Gold, all-time races won for a sire in Emerald Downs history. And let's see, did you have anything else to add there? Well, I would say in stakes wins, uh, Harbor the Gold, 64, oh, yeah. Sloodle Dew, 27. So Harbor the Gold been pretty dominant around these parts for the last uh, decade or so. He has been outstanding. Okay, so selections. Uh, last week, there's not too much to report. Let's make that a real no. quick. That's a real quick segment. Last week's picks from yourself and me. This week on Wednesday, I'll go right to Jim Jimmy James in the eighth race. I'm seeing him roaring down the stretch. You know, it's getting uh, getting excited about a stalker or a front runner. 
uh, in the long runs a little more successful than getting excited about a closer, but he's got some speed to run at in there with Benny the Jet owner's prestige on the outside, maybe even Dio's reign of fire, who's fresh, and Coastal Tulip, certainly the four horse. Jim Jimmy James did not have a beautiful trip in his return. He got uh, shuffled back. Uh, he was sort of near the inside on the turn, but there was so much traffic that Jose Zanino had to swing way out wide, and he still closed very well. So I think I see him really finishing fast in this field at five and a half furlongs at six to one on the Vince Brune morning line. Yourself? Okay, I'll go to race three. This one's a little bit of a reach here. This is a uh, I like reaches. This is a tough race. You got horses like uh, Lawan coming off a big win, and uh, who is Buckley it? Bay ran really well first Missed out. Missed the boats two for two yeah. at the meet, and you know this horse, I, I Iron Rob Joe. He's had kind of an interesting career. As a three-year-old, he won both the Baffle and San Pedro Stakes at Santa Anita. Did he really, and I mean, in the latter, he beat a horse we're familiar with around here called Gold Rush Dancer. Anyway, he's ended up, he's been at Emerald Downs the last few years now, and he's been a pretty hard-hitting horse in these upper claiming races. And, you know, uh, 8 of 14 in the exacta, I think his last race, he might have needed it, and he does get a rider switch this time. And I think if he can set just a little bit off the pace here, this horse has a heck of a stretch kick when he's good, Uh, Iron Rob. He's really had some eye-opening wins here the last couple years. And the, the... Chart really doesn't show it last time or his running line, but in the first furlong, he was actually out dueling for the lead, which is really not his style at all, and he kind of gradually gave way. So I think if he can sit a little bit off the pace in this race, I think he's got a chance at a pretty decent price on Wednesday, Iron Rob. Okay, yeah, that uh, his record at Emerald Downs is really good. Four wins, four seconds from 14. As you mentioned, he's kept good company. On to Thursday. I'm going to stay away from the stakes for right now, but... I'll be looking for something to beat those Hastings Invaders in uh, the NGC and the King County Express. Fourth race, it's a two-year-old maiden race for Phillies, claiming 25,000, number four, Wahasha, by Abraj out of Jumana, is a second-time starter. And uh, she broke sixth of nine in her debut in a maiden special weight, won by Cactus Kate. She lost some ground at the start, veered out. Uh, That didn't help. She rushed up and didn't finish all that well, but uh, just a better post, uh, more inside, going five furlongs. Uh, She probably has a little bit of speed because she did show that uh, little burst early in the race. She is a sister to Wind Ribbon, who had a spectacular win here. Blaine Wright runner, Gary Wales returns to ride, a little drop in class, second-time starter, 4-1. to Wahasha in the fourth for me. How about you? I'll go to race one on Thursday. A horse I like, Miss Vanjie Nation. She's coming out of a non-winners of two. This is an open 10,000 for three-year-old fillies. Uh, You know, the last race, though, she ran pretty well in her first start at Emerald Downs, chasing a big class dropper named On Purpose, and she was clearly second best. It was her first start on dirt, being by Nationhood. She figured it liked dirt, and she did. Uh, she's done nothing but run in all four career starts, a win in three seconds. And I think with that race under her belt and not facing a horse like on purpose this time, I think she has a chance uh, to get the double. She's only 7-2 to two on the morning line, but I think that's fair value for a horse that's uh, pretty sharp and has run four, four consecutive good races, that's so right. like Miss Vanjie Nation. Okay, 7-2 to two on the morning line. Yeah, she has a win in three seconds from four career outings. Daughter of Nationhood from Tim McKenna 
Alex Cruz aboard. Okay, two stakes also on Thursday. First race on Wednesday at 2 o'clock, and that pick five carryover exceeds 31,000. We are going to have a big, lively old pick five races 6 through 10 on Wednesday. Thursday's first race at 5, the two stakes races. Thanks to our guests, Randy Golding, Dana Halverson. Thanks for listening. Wes, nice job. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be at the track, and we'll be back. This is Horse Racing Northwest.